The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked Jesus, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign about this when it is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all of this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and siblings, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your soul. Gospel of the Lord. We saw ruins on our trip to the Balkans last summer. Ruins of an ancient city, ruins of a basilica. It took an imagination and an artist's rendering to see in our minds what those buildings may have looked like centuries ago. This past week, I saw a story about the fire at Notre Dame in Paris last Holy Week and the ruins, tangled metal from the spire and stones that fell, all that collapsed. When the disciples were dazzled by the wonders of the temple, Jesus sees ruins. All will be thrown down, one stone upon another. It is the nature of things. Nothing lasts forever. Life is fragile. Whether institutions or edifices or human flesh. It is easy to live with illusions that we will live forever that America is the greatest country in the history of the world and will always be so, that the church will continue as it did in the 1950s, that the shiny, powerful objects we purchase 
and worship and carry with us constantly will protect us from the heartache of life. Now, from time to time, our illusions are shattered and we see reality both frightening and liberating. Summer's vibrant greens morph into autumn's blazing rusts and reds and oranges. And then this year, leading to the onset of an early snow and biting cold this past week, we wonder what's going on and whether we can endure. What seems so heavy about these days is that there is a feeling that things are getting worse and that there's no hope. Many of the warnings are dire. Does the partisan stalemate signal the end of democracy? Is corruption in politics the new normal? Is isolation and social media increasing anxiety and depression among youth and all of us? Is it fueling cyberbullying and radical hate groups across the globe? With fires in California and in Australia and great weather extremes, it's hard not to feel helpless despair. As 11,000 scientists recently explained in an article for the journal Bioscience, the climate crisis has arrived and it is accelerating faster than most scientists expected. It is more severe than anticipated, threatening natural ecosystems and the fate of humanity. It's not a hopeful message. All will be thrown down. Look at the ruins and look at what will ruin us. Apocalyptic literature in the Bible, like our gospel today, is not to predict the future, but to unveil the truth and to encourage the faithful, to encourage us to endure and to persevere. Life is hard. Often things do get worse. So now what? Have a nice day? Some would say we need more activism, more civic engagement. Some would say we need more spiritual practices and ways to remain centered. Some would say we need to understand history and learn from the past. I agree with all of those. But today I suggest another path. I have a book on my shelf called How Lovely the Ruins. Inspirational poems for difficult times. In times like these, our souls need more poetry, more art, more music, more theater, more liturgy, more ritual. 
How Lovely the Ruins was published in 2017, one year after the 2016 election, when people were posting empowering and moving poetry. In the preface, African-American poet and writer Elizabeth Alexander writes that poems are how we say this is who we are. They remind us that the world has always been broken and has always been whole. She adds, sometimes when things are tough, we may think we have nothing when we actually have everything. Because we are the survivors, and in poems, we have all that the ancestors give to us. True, we can lose perspective when we are overwhelmed. But the refrain that Alexander wants to leave with us is, you have everything you need. So in writing of birds between the buildings in Detroit, poet Jamal May pens, how lovely the ruins, how ruined the lovely children must be in the birdless city. After 9-1-1, and the most massive ruins of our lifetime, people posted poems on windows and shared them by hand. One popular one was by Polish poet Adam Zagajewski. Here are a few lines. Try to praise the mutilated world. Remember June's long days and wild strawberries, drops of wine, the dew. Praise the mutilated world and the gray feather a thrush lost and the gentle light that stays and vanishes and returns. How lovely the ruins how lovely when illusions fall and we see ourselves as we are, rather than being stuck, being idle, being busybodies, meddling in the affairs of others. November reminds us that nothing lasts forever. So make your life count. Never weary in doing right. For seasons come and go. There is always change. There are always meltdowns. There are always transitions. And in some ways, it is always the end of the world. Yet in our common humanity, we hold one another close. Christ, the son of righteousness, rises with healing in his wings. And we find strength to persevere. Not a hair of your head shall perish, Jesus tells his faithful followers. Let's not forget that hymns and psalms are the church's poetry, taking us out of ourselves, taking us out of our funks. They open our hearts, they open our minds to a different reality, a different narrative, 
So breathe in the words of the hymn poem that we will sing in a few minutes. Through change, through chance, God guides us. Mortal pride and earthly glory, sword and crown betray our trust. What with care and toil we fashion, tower and temple fall to dust. Ruins, all ruins. And then words to heal our weary souls. But thy power, hour by hour, is my temple and my tower. Poet Wendell Berry writes of harvest and summer's end, of names that rest on graves. We imagine November days and geese flying high over us in his poem, and then stunning words of an ancient faith, what we need is here. And we pray not for new earth or heaven, but to be quiet in heart, in eye clear. What we need is here. So find hope in this sacred space, solace in the poetry of the hymns, sustenance in the bread and the wine, courage in the words of our faith, inspiration in the music and in the silence, support in community, and resilience and resilience in the presence of Christ here among us now. All we need is here to persevere and to endure. How lovely the ruins. How lovely the ruins. Even in the ruins, you have all you need. And what we need is here.